0: You are listening to a sermon podcast from Kingdom City. We pray that over the next few moments, you will be blessed, equipped, and empowered to bring the reality of God to your world.
1: When people say, oh, I wish that the message was a little deeper, or when the worship went a bit longer, I understand the feeling. But church service is a tasting plate. You're meant to taste here and then go dine in the secret place. It's the problem when people think that their entire meal is the corporate gatherings when you get people complaining about church because church was never meant to fill all of those things. It's meant to invite you into a space that gives you an appetite to go seek him in private. I don't know if you relate to God there might be people here today don't even know him and before the end of this service you're going to get a chance online wherever you are God loves you but he wants to know you you know thousands of people know me because they've heard my voice but the only people that I know are those whose voices I've heard God has heard your voice but have you heard his? He said, my sheep know my voice. you're like, oh no, I don't think I know God. You definitely have heard his voice because if you're saved, you responded to him. And when you responded to him, it was his voice drawing you even if you didn't recognize it. But then from that moment of salvation, you've got to cultivate intimacy. Any relationship in your entire life, the, the more communication, the deeper it goes. The more honesty, the more transparency, the deeper it goes. So the idea that God is a relationship that has to be developed and cultivated isn't foreign to all of us who understand how we interact with one another. And so the real question is, he, is he the most primary relationship in your life? I think the best title for this message is, it sounds a bit long, but it'll make the point. So if, you don't, if you're taking notes, you can write, but it's so long, you might as well screenshot. It says, cultivating intimacy with God through the posture of prayer. I want to talk for a few minutes on cultivating intimacy With God through the posture of prayer. I've spoken on praying in the Spirit. It's one of the best things you could do. I've spoken about corporate prayer. It's one of the best things you can do. I've spoken many messages on prayer, but I don't think I've ever spoken on the posture of prayer like I am going to share right now. And it comes from the same passage where Jesus taught us, where he was unusually procedural in giving us instruction that we think wouldn't matter. It's where he taught us the Lord's Prayer, which is really our prayer, because he taught us to pray. And the passage of Scripture goes like this. Jesus speaking to a whole group of his own followers. He taught them about giving. He taught them about charitable acts. He taught them about fasting. And in the middle of all of Matthew 6, there's this passage where he's talking talking about prayer. And he says, but when you pray, you, when you pray, when you pray, not if you pray, not tell those who pray, When, which meaning it's a question of time, you, which means you can't delegate it, pray, go into your room. It's like a parent, go into your room. Shut your door. When you shut your door, pray to your father, who is in the secret place. If you want to know where to find God, that's where he is. I can't find God. Look in the secret place, that's where he is. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetition as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, he says, Don't be like them. Isn't it sad that religious people can serve as a model as to what not to do? And Jesus is saying, In case you've heard those people pray, that's how not to pray. He says, For your father knows the things you have need of before you even ask him. And he said, In this manner, therefore, pray Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. And the church said, Amen. The the challenge with this passage is not to see the Lord's Prayer as something you need to repeat. Jesus did not say, repeat these words after me. He said, in this manner, therefore pray. But a lot of us, and it's a good thing, like we do at our services before we start, at the start of the service, we have the Lord's Prayer, and people, it's declared out, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, and it's, it's amazing. Growing up in a Christian home, we were taught the Lord's Prayer, we memorized the Lord's Prayer. It became the prayer we prayed at the end of someone else's prayer, and we just learned it off by heart. My brother didn't learn it well, so my dad made him write it out many times. And the idea is that there was something magical about this prayer. This is a powerful prayer. I encourage you to pray the prayer, read the prayer, declare the prayer. But it's not words to repeat. It's a template. He said, "In this manner, therefore, pray." Our Father in heaven. I remember growing up as a child, we just wanted to get through the prayer really fast. So we, me and my siblings, had a competition of who could say it the fastest. Our Father in heaven, will be your name. Your kingdom your will be done, Give us daily bread. Give us daily bread Father glory Amen. It was like a race. And clearly, there was no heart or meaning behind it. It was just a rote prayer. But intimacy with God does not come from repeating this prayer. It comes from the posture that Jesus talked about before he taught us the prayer. And just in those few verses that sound unusually procedural, Jesus gives us some insight into if you really want to be intimate with the Lord. Remember, the context is building intimacy with the Lord. Cultivating intimacy with the Lord through the posture of prayer. You know, people like, who wants to be more intimate with the Lord? Everyone who loves the Lord will put their hand up. And here's the thing. What does that mean? God, I want to be intimate with you. God, be closer to me. Amen. What does it mean? You can actually cultivate this intimacy through not just repeating the Lord's prayer, but the posture of prayer. And look at what the Lord... Said himself, he gave us detailed instructions, but really let's extract principles of what he really meant through his word. When what we just read, number one, if you're going to develop in intimacy with the Lord, you need to be intentional about it. Everyone say, Intentional, look at your neighbor, say, Be intentional, be intentional. You cannot accidentally develop intimacy if you're going to have a depth of relationship with God. It's not going to happen by chance. Squeezing him in the shower, two minutes in between appointments, three minutes before you go to bed. Intimacy with anybody, any level of depth of relationship is going to require intention. If there's no intention in your relationship, there's no intimacy in it. There's no depth without intention. See, the problem is we actually hope for intimacy rather than go after it. Jesus says, when you pray, go into your room. It's like a father telling a son off. Go into your room, meaning actually actively make the space. Now, if you're thinking, I don't really have a room, I have roommates, I have housemates, I don't really... It's not the room, it's the space. It's the intention behind, if I'm going to pray, go into my room. Go into that place. Make time 2024, make it the year you choose to craft out intentional time with the Lord. Not just with your connect group, not just at GPN, not just on Sundays, not just with others. You and the Lord alone. Not just with your pastor, your friend. You and the Lord alone. Your intimacy with God cannot grow unless you are intentional about it. Decide. I'm going to, this next half an hour, I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a walk. Or I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to go by myself. Or I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to go into my closet. Whatever that means for you, craft and create the time. If God is a priority, intimacy will be the byproduct. But those who just get swept along, and in a church like ours, it's easy because of the wonderful things God is doing where you see the the, the numbers and the crowds and you can, the worship is moving, the Prince of God is there. You're drawn and it's wonderful. But it's an invitation to say, now as a result, I'm going to craft intentional time. I just need some time with the Lord, me and Him alone. Everyone say, be intentional. Number two, be focused. Be focused. He said, go into your room and when you have shut your door, I mean this is Jesus really I mean how specific do you must you be go into your room all right This looks like a good room the drum, drummer has his own room here It's my room I'm in my room he goes now go shut the door Really Lord you have to tell us to close the door There's something about time with the Lord that needs to not just be intentional it needs to be focused Which means shut the door like you if you don't have a room you probably don't have a door. So don't take him literally. What the Lord means is make sure your time with him is intentional and also not undistracted. Be focused. And in 2024, this is literally what the modern passage should say. And when it's time for your time with God, turn off your phone. Anyone over 30? Anyone over 40? Anyone remember life before Motorola? Or whatever the phones were back then? What was the phones back then? Nokia. Blackberry. Flip phones, whatever. Before that, a whole generation lived. In fact, worlds have lived. So you can turn your phone off for an hour. Airplane mode. And just have time with the Lord. In other words, your intention is wasted if it's not focused. Make sure your time is in the room, active, and shut the door undistracted. Number three, make sure it's unashamed. You know, it says, says, pray to your father who is in the secret place. The secret place is the most wonderful place to be because there's nobody else there. It's you and the Lord. And you know, if you're gonna, if you're going to cultivate intimacy with God through the posture of prayer, it needs to be intentional. Everyone say intentional. Everyone say intentional. Say focused but number three unashamed i love this word because it describes what it truly means to be in the secret place for me anyway it does for me alone in the secret place with the lord is the most vulnerable i can be in the entirety of my life because god knows everything you're going through anyway so you don't need to be conscious i'm very conscious when i'm in front of people people find that hard to believe but i'm very conscious You know, when I see the team dance and I see Sam and Melly and all the guys move and I go, that's amazing. I can't do that. Anyone else can't dance? Raise your hand. If you're lying, some of you can't dance. You just don't know it. No one's ever told you. You need some friends who can tell you the truth. You can't dance, but you can move. So move before the Lord and, you know, move your legs and move your hips and raise your hands. But, but I mean, like really dance like these guys. And here's the thing. So, I don't blame you if you're a bit shy in church, but in the presence of the Lord when you're by yourself. You know, I remember there were seasons in my life where when I'm with the Lord, I will do things in private that I'll never do in public. I will have dance moves that you have not seen, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what I come up with in private. Because, and you know, and I do so, I do, it in, I'd do it for you now, but that's the, that ruined the whole point. It's reserved for the secret place. And I would, I would, you know, I would crack myself up because I remember there were times in the house I grew up in, there was a mirror, the wardrobe was a mirror. And I'd just be lost in, in worship or praise and I'd be jumping, dancing, doing moves that I'm, you know, I'm not going to do now. But I was feeling, you know, as I do it, and then I'd turn and look and I'd see myself in the mirror and I'd crack myself up laughing. I go, you are so embarrassing. Don't do that. But then I realized you're in the secret place. When you're in the secret place, you can be totally unashamed. And I don't just mean dancing. I mean with everything in your life. See, normally with people, you're measured. If you did bad things, you're not going to probably go to your earthly father and go, excuse me, father, I'd like to have a coffee with you. These are the seven things I'm struggling with in my life right now. If you're an Asian, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You're not doing that to your earthly father. But to your heavenly father, that's exactly what you should do unashamed because when you come into the presence of the lord see normally when you you know some people talk to god like they're talking to the high school principal or their uncle who's about to tell them off Uh, and you're really what you're doing is you're saying things in a way that keeps what you don't want them to see away from them and some people pray like that too oh lord he doesn't understand he knows everything So just come before Him unashamed. Come before Him. See, the secret place is where God is. That are like, I just want to find God. I'll tell you where He is in the secret place. You don't have to go to Bethel to find Him. Or IHOP. You don't have to go to some big church. You don't even have to come to this auditorium. He's in the secret place. He's in the secret place. Pray to your Father who is in. He is in the secret place. And you know, in that place, I want to invite you this year, 2024, be unashamed. Be unashamed in your time with the Lord. Lord, I'm wrestling with this. I'm struggling with that. This addiction is taking over my heart. Lord, I don't know how to say it, but this is it. Just tell him. He knows anyway. The thing about the Holy Spirit, he wants to be your best friend. He wants to be your closest confidant. And he's not put off. Most people who are close to you, here's the challenge. Sometimes we are scared to be vulnerable because if people really knew what we were like, they wouldn't like me. God loves you and he knows every single thought about you, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Is that not an intimacy worth pursuing? Is that not an intimacy worth pursuing? Make this the year that you say, God, I want to be so tight with you. I want to walk with you. I want to talk with you. I want to hear your voice. I want you to hear my voice. And I want to engage with your presence in a way that is so unashamed. I'm intentional. I'm focusy. Focus even in church. Sometimes people find it hard in a sermon. They're on their phone, they're distracted. Just for a second, even online, multitasking. Just for a second. Stop and focus. I love you, Holy Spirit. I thank you for your presence. I need you and you know that the, 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 that sense of being unashamed is so liberating the minute you go out of the secret place you better put your clothes back on and I don't mean you need to be fake with people but there's filters and there's measures but in the secret place you can be unashamed Because He sees right through the fig leaves you have sown to cover up your shame and your nakedness. God knows the whole thing and He still loves you. So just come to Him as you are. Weak, broken, struggling, frail, fearful. And know that the Holy Spirit still loves you and He still wants intimate communion with you. Then Jesus goes on. Before He gets to the Lord, pray. he, he, He talks about don't be like the heathen. Don't use vain repetitions. Here's the point. If you're going to develop intimacy with the Lord, just be simple. Can I encourage you to be simple? I don't mean be silly, be simple. Simple simply means I'm not looking for convoluted, he says vain repetition. Some people pray. And I got to be honest, sometimes I got caught in this rhythm. I pray more conscious of the people that are hearing my prayer than the God I'm praying to. Uh, is this just me, or you, or some some? You know, if if you're praying with friends, you pray a certain way. You're praying with the uncle, who's a oh, you know, you add flowery words. Oh, heavenly Father, Thou art <sighs> magnanimous beyond description, and I thank you, God, that in the in 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 Thy surrender to the ubiquitous nature of thy indistinguishable and indivisible traits that certainly transcend all the vicissitudes that I may feel and struggle through life. I, I beseech you, I, I, I bring my petitions humbly before thy holy throne of grace where I can find mercy and help and I thank you oh God that you are able to do exceedingly. Just say Lord I need some help. But we're praying sometimes. You know, Jesus said, don't be like the heathen. They, they pray with lots of words. Oh, Heavenly Jesus, Father God. Who is Heavenly Jesus, Father God? Who is that? Heavenly Jesus, Father God. I mean, I suppose you're speaking roughly to the same guy, but... Oh, Father God, Jesus, Holy Spirit. Which one are you talking to? Oh, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father, Father Yeah, he heard you the first time. Just breathe, and in the secret place you can be just as you are. God, I need you. I've always needed your help. As a child, I needed you. As a teenager, I needed you. As a young adult, I need you. Now I need you in every stage. I need you. And you know, we would just be the church that comes before Him simply. or even right where you are. Just open your hands. I need you. Oh, I need you.
2: every hour every hour I need
1: you my one defense my righteousness oh God how I need you just tell him you're
2: God. Oh God how I need
1: you. you know one of the most wonderful truths about the Holy Spirit is he's not put off by the things that have kept you away. He's not repelled. People are scared of the God who said he'll never leave you, He'll never forsake you. you might have left him. you might have forsaken him, but he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. So all he needs you to do is turn around today and say, Lord, in 2024, I'm intentional. Lord, the time with you will be focused. I'm not going to throw you in on the back end of everything else. It's going to be me and you. It's going to be me and you. It's going to be me and you. You know, there's a depth to the Lord that some of you are going to face and find this year that you've never had before. And just like in the natural, before you got married, you'd hang out in groups. But if it was ever to go any further, you'd have to leave the group and start to connect one-on-one. There's something about intimacy with the Lord. He's so glad you're in church today. He's so glad you're singing with all of us today. But I wonder if in 2024, we're going to intentionally focus and say, God, I'm not going to hide behind all the busyness and the things, but I want to yield. I want to be unashamed. I want to be simple. You know, and lastly if you're going to build intimacy with God, can I encourage you? You know, the more, the closer you are to, in any relationship, the more relational you are. It's not transactional. It's not circumstantial. It's relational. It's relational. He says, don't be like the hypocrites with their words. He says, the Father knows your needs before you ask Him. And I thought to myself, Lord, if you know everything about me, The good, the bad, and the ugly. You know the whole lot. You know the complexities. You know the fears, the tears, the issues. If you know it all, why do I still talk? You know, the Lord sees the beginning of your life and the end of your life in the same frame. Because He's not in time. He's in eternity. He can see every decision, every season, every change, every good point, high point, low point. He can see it already. He knows how this thing will end for you. And so that God that father that father's in the secret place and he says, come go deeper with me this year go closer with me this year I want more of you. And you're like, Lord, but if you know everything, why would I talk? What's there to say you don't know? And that's because so many of us see God transactionally. Lord, I need this. I need that. No, I need you. You know, I was playing with the, with Ariel, uh, Josh and Joy. Our kids passed their little baby yesterday at, at youth. And I was holding her. And I said to her, she's only less than two. I said, where's your daddy? And her dad was on stage. And she goes, there. I didn't ask her where's your daddy because I was looking for information. I asked her because I was looking for engagement. Your father does not want information from you because he knows your needs before you ask him he's saying will you just talk with me will you just walk with me say Lord I don't know what to do but I know you won't leave me I know you'll carry me through this season I know you'll take me you brought me through worse you can bring me to my future Lord help me to see you help me to hear you God is a relational God and he wants your conversation he wants your interaction wants to speak to you he wants to speak through you he's a good god and he's for you and i want to uh, and this year this is this is the simplicity of today's message online and in the room jeremiah 29 says 13 if you if you seek me you will find me if you seek me with all your heart god is not hiding from you He's just waiting for you. God is not removed from your view. He's not scared by the things that you think He can't. He knows anyway. So just let Him in. This year, go for a walk. Take a closer walk with the Lord. This year, decide to go into your room and shut your door and pray to your Father who's in the secret place. Talk to Him openly talk to him simply if you would seek me with all your heart you will find me you know the the, jesus said ask and you'll receive seek and you'll find and there might be people here today saying yeah but pastor i've seeked nothing was there i've looked didn't find anything i came to church three weeks i tried tithing no nothing happened i tried serving i tried connect group see the problem is seek does not describe how you seek if i lost 10 cents i would seek 10 cents i would look oh where did i drop that 10 cents oh there oh and if i can't find it i'll move on with my life Well, i tried that's how most of us would be because 10 cents is not worth much but i'm seeking i just can't find but if i lost a million dollar check say it was a cash check for one million dollars. That means whoever has that check has the access to one million dollars. If I lose that cash check, how many realize I'm not gonna go, oh, oh, I lost it, Never mind. Oh, I will still be seeking, but this kind of seeking will be a different kind of seeking. If I lost a one million dollar cash check right here, we are locking the doors, nobody's leaving the room. We are gonna turn this place upside down, we'll rip the stage, we'll rip the carpet. Why? In both cases, I'm seeking. I'm seeking 10 cents and I'm seeking a million dollars. But the way I seek is very different because of the value I place on what I'm seeking. Some of us seek the Lord like we seek a lost 10 cent coin and wonder why we've never found Him. And God says if you seek me you will find me if you search for me with all of my heart I wonder if in 2024 we will worship God like he's not 10 cents we will praise God like he's not a lost 10 cent coin why don't you place a value that is higher than earthly value and decide right now that this is the year I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go and shut my door. I'm gonna pray to my Father who's in the secret place. This is the year you're gonna encounter the Lord. So come on, I invite you right now. Let's worship Him like He's not ten cents. Worship Him like He's the Prince of Peace.
2: The floor. You're everything. Meet me in the chaos. Meet me in the storm. You quiet all the noise when I shut the door. As I draw near, as I draw near to you, a, you draw near to me. As I, go. as I look upon you, my heart sings. As I Let's take a step closer. He's not a sick coin you lost
1: Paul will come up and he's going to give you an invitation see the, the kingdom is not compulsion it's always persuasion the spirit of God tugging on your heart saying leave that life of independence and come follow me or there will be challenges but I'll be with you I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you in the good times in the bad times in the hard times in the struggling times I am not quitting on you. See, the problem is some of us have had relationships where people have quit on you. The Lord will never quit on you. He won't quit on you if you keep drawing near to Him. He's not put off by your issues. He's not put off by your vulnerabilities. He's not put off by your struggles. Just come simply. Come relationally. But come intentionally. Come focused. Come unashamed. Come into His presence. And the taste you have right here, that's just the Lord. It's his his drawing. That is available for you whenever you want it. If you just wouldn't add him to the bottom of your list, if you wouldn't add him in between appointments or just in small moments, but you will say, God, 2024, I want to cultivate an intimacy with you. Jesus, I come as I am and I acknowledge my need for you. I acknowledge my need for you. You know, that's you. And and you just can, you know, I, I thought about this and I thought, why am I scared to make a vow? It's because I'm scared I'll break it. But in your heart of hearts, if you're like, God, this year I'm not going to get it right all the time, but I want you to be my priority. I want you to be my highest goal, my most magnificent obsession. I want you to be the object of my attention and my affection. I want to be close to you. It doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, how long you've been a Christian, how long you been at church? If that's you, all you need to do is be intentional, come focused, unashamed, simply, relationally. He will not reject you. If that's you, I just want you to lift your hands to the Lord. Yeah. He's drawing you. He's drawing you. And you say, yeah, I've been waiting. I've been waiting for you. I've gone nowhere. I've never gone anywhere. Seek me. You'll find me. I'm in the secret place. I'm there. I'm there. I never left. I never left. I never left. Father I'm praying God that as we lift our hands towards you it would be a vow of sorts I know you are faithful even when we're not I know you are a covenant keeping God even when we're not but God let us not be scared of declaring our intention to be focused and unashamed to come simply relationally into your presence we declare our need for you I don't come with my list I don't come to impress you I don't come to talk about what I've done Come as I am, because I want more of you. I want more of you.
0: Thanks for listening to this week's message. If you have never entered into a relationship with Jesus, we want you to know that He loves you very much. So much that He died on the cross for all of your sins that stood between you and God. If you would like to make a decision to follow Jesus today, all you need to do is to repeat this prayer. Dear God, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I admit that I'm not right with you and I want to be right with you. I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with my heart and confess with my mouth that Jesus is the Lord and Savior of my life. Thank you for saving me and making me your child. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, or if God has done anything in your life because of this podcast, we would love to know. Email us at testimony at kingdomcity.com.